welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're talking about Ben Gri, uh, episode one. We are super excited to be starting a new show. We're all really excited to be happy about a show post Shabaran. Uh, if this is your first time joining us, welcome. We love talking about Turkish TV shows. And this is going to be our 11th show. So if you want to go back and listen to any of the shows we've done, feel free. Ezgi's going to take us through what they are. Okay. We started out with The Protector, which we somehow got through four seasons of. So that's all. We were <laughs> ambitious was... when we were we... young. Yes, we were naive, young, <laughs> bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. <laughs> then we uh, did the first season of Love 101. I say first season because there is a second season, but we did that a little bit later because it wasn't out yet after we watched the first season. Uh, that's more of like a teen drama. Then we did Innocent, uh, which is a, kind of a got a mystery, what's going on, who done it vibe. Um, that, that was just one season altogether. We did Fatma, which is like a murderous house housekeeper, house, uh, cleaning lady. So that that's pretty much all you need to know. <laughs> Those six yep, episodes. Great. Highly recommend. Uh, uh, and I should say that everything I've listed so far is either a Netflix original series or in the case of Innocent, it was available on Netflix. I'm not sure if it's still available on Netflix or if it's moved to another platform, but all the other ones I've listed are definitely on Netflix because they're Netflix original shows. Um, that also goes for Atia, which we endured three seasons of. Um, and that's <laughs> like a fantasy mythology nonsense um and then we got the second season of love 101 which again is on netflix then we've got 10 episodes which aired in two parts for the club um which is also a netflix original series um that i believe is actually coming back for another season not, cool. not sure when i don't know i can't i don't know same with fatma like i don't know why um <laughs> but um anyway we've done every episode of that that exists currently then we did um the first and currently only extant season of as the crow flies which is on netflix and is also a thriller i think a second season of that is also going to come out at some point and then we did another self um which again only one season on netflix so far but allegedly a second one is in the works um and that's more of like i mean it's drama but it's like a drama but it's not like really a thriller or anything it's kind of like girlfriends um deal with problems it's 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 a nice palate cleanser between some of these honestly yeah. yes. um <laughs> and then uh we did midnight in Pera palace which is a time travel historical you know kind of like kind of a, a murder mystery as well um and that uh all, similarly only one extant season on netflix but it ended very much with a cliffhanger and the only reason season two isn't out yet is because the lead actress was pregnant so she has given birth and all that so hopefully <laughs> we will soon uh be treated to the second season of that and then sammy and sophia endured uh shah maran most recently which i think unfortunately is going to be getting a second season i don't think we need to do that to ourselves but you know it's there it, it'll it will be there soon <laughs> and that is sci-fi uh not sci-fi fantasy i suppose fantasy mythology etc i don't know what i would call it boring yeah boring yes <laughs> And then now we're moving into Ben Gri, which is our first uh, 
non-Netflix streaming show. It's on, uh, in the U.S., it's available on Hulu. I think just about everywhere else it's available on Disney+, Plus, including in Turkey. In Colombia, it's on Star Plus. Okay, okay. Another streaming platform. That's also Disney-affiliated, but we don't have Hulu here, so I guess it's okay. So yeah, moral of the story is uh, because Disney's streaming things are all fragmented globally. Please check what where it's available locally. I I want to just add quickly as well. The title is the title from uh, everything I've read it has been in English, like in all the other shows, or there's been an English translation. It's interesting to me that there isn't an English translation of this um, show. I would say the only possible translation is "My name is Gray" or "I'm Gray." Mm-hmm. um we don't know what what or who that is after the first episode um we can opine it, it was but... translated as the choice on google and then okay. in spanish it's another it's a weird trans i can't remember what it is but it, none of them are like i am gray it's like the choice okay. or some weird okay character. so they were going they were going more for like sub what the subject is maybe versus like yeah direct translation of the title so when i looked it up i didn't see any i just saw ben gris so that's really interesting oh it's it's called a desire for vengeance and then it's clear (laughs) they're like this is what this is about here you go and then then, um yeah it's 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 a weird translation because yeah, I guess it gives away a lot of the plot. But when I Googled, when I looked up the name in Turkish and the platform, it didn't come up. I had to like Google it in like different mm. languages. Yeah, and Hulu in the US, it's it's Bangri, which I thought was, I've never seen really that before, especially since it's not like, I don't know if it were Spanish and they just kept it, like that's one thing because yeah. that's like mutually intelligible. But yeah, for it to be like, just not even translated from Turkish, I thought was unusual. Um, maybe they were trying to, I going into this, I really didn't know what the show was about. So and the title preserved that for me. So maybe that was the intention. I don't know. <laughs> it also like can kind of pass as like a man's name in the US. So maybe they just mm. it would be pretty easy for people to remember. That's a good point. Yeah. Three it's two three letter words. That's pretty easy to say. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If we can't handle two three letter words, what can we handle? <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, well, thank you. That was a great introduction. And please go back and find our previous podcasts. We'd love to chat with you about it. I am not drinking any tea, but I am drinking whiskey. Wow. Oh, tough, yeah. tough, tough Sunday. <laughs> I am uh, going to Scotland in July, and I decided mm. I needed to learn to enjoy whiskey, and I really do not. So I'm drinking whiskey every <laughs> night to try and enjoy it. <laughs> That's oh, my goal. Man. You should you should watch uh, there's good documentaries about uh whiskey. Uh, there's scotch a scotch documentary on Hulu actually. Um I forget what it's called but it might be just be called like scotch a history. Okay. <laughs> but it's very interesting. Okay, yes, I will watch that. So maybe substitute your liver killing one night for <laughs> watching a documentary. <laughs> My liver appreciates you. Thank you. <laughs> Are either of you drinking tea? Nope. I have a glass of water and like a, I think this is like a, a, a bourbon glass, but it's water. <laughs> yes, he does. I'm having Sprite like drink. Nice. I don't think it exists in the US. Sprite like. <laughs> There's been a real like bougie soda uh, renaissance happening in the US and I'm very into Ooh. it. I love bougie sodas. Well, mostly like 
bespoke sodas where they have like specific like where they use like local fruits to flavor mm. it mm. i love that so i loves whiskey <laughs> no, <I'm really laughs> that. that is the problem <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so now I'm going to tell you what happened in this episode. Feel free to contradict me, especially names. I tried to write everybody down, but we will see. Oh, oh God, I feel like I didn't pay attention to that. Okay, yes. <laughs> um, okay, so first we get a really weird, creepy montage that I was like, oh my God, what is this show? That um, really wasn't the vibe of the rest of the show. So I'm not really sure what they were doing there, but there was like, milk and like graham crackers or something and they made a smoothie and then there was like security cams of people's homes and it was really creepy and then that somehow transitioned into a like political debate show on tv of the kind which i would absolutely never watch (laughs) but (laughs) there was a news debate show and we meet our main character who is I believe he's arguing against vigilantism and for like law and order, basically. He's more, okay. So he's kind of arguing. So he's a, he's a defense attorney in this case for the guy sitting next to him. Is Oh. I'm not sure if that's his actual client or if that's like somebody else. Okay. But essentially I understood that his client is is a domestic abuser who uh he he got exonerated or got out of jail like pretty quickly um which we'll get into in our like history slash culture section is unfortunately extremely common in turkey Mm -hmm. that someone will either someone will do either an act of domestic violence or sexual violence etc or they simply won't be arrested and tried or they'll get off really they'll get into jail and out of jail within like a year or two and that's what the woman who's one of the co-hosts of this program got really about said and stormed off was like, like, this is what always happens. Um, right, right. So it's it's a fairly ironic setup for what happens later. Right. Okay. Yeah, I think because the it was like so rapid fire, which is like obviously how those mm-hmm. shows work. It was pretty hard in the subtitles for them to like explain mm-hmm. everything that was going on. So that yeah, was- there was like no context really given to like, I don't know, someone who isn't already like, yes, this happens all the time. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So, okay. So our main character is Fuat Akinji and he's a lawyer and we meet his family. They're having breakfast and they seem like actually quite a nice family. The family's housekeeper was definitely the mom in Masum. I haven't checked the actress's name, but. No, no, no. She wasn't. Wasn't the- she? No, no, that's Noor Suraj. She's very famous. I would have recognized her. <laughs> she looks so similar. I was no, sure so... she was going to be a main character. <laughs> no, maybe she is, but not due to like prior, like huge name power. <laughs> oh, damn it. Okay. So um, Fuat is married to Julia and their daughter is Celine. And um, okay, so then we see Fuat's like on the phone with his buddy from work. And his buddy from work, while talking to him normally, is actually sitting in his office with a guy who's hacking his computer. Mm-hmm. So that's super weird and ominous. Um, we see Celine's, uh, his daughter's birthday dinner. 
and her friend is there. Her name is Jada. And um, we learned that Celine really wants to study theater, but her parents are super not into it uh, for college. And her friend um, is into interested in psychology, which I'm not really sure why that's more like interesting to them, but okay. And then we get a little bit of a hint that um, Fuat has like a intense rags to riches life story that we don't get to hear about, but is just like hinted at. Then we see, <laughs> then we see Fuat and Julia at their house. They have a sick ass patio with like a giant pool and a fire pit and everything. It's really nice. Um, we learned that Julia is going to a school reunion, so she's going to be out of town. And so Fuat is in charge of picking up his daughter at her piano lesson. And, um, then we go to work with Fuat. He seems like pretty popular at work. Well, can, I, yeah. can I say one thing about mm -hmm. the, cause I think that was like during the conversation on the sick ass patio. Um, <laughs> I think Julia mentioned to Fuat that, Jada and uh say didn't haven't known each other for that long mm -hmm. like only a couple months but like she was like I mean obviously she was like the only non-relative yeah at dinner at birthday dinner which would suggest that they're like bffs which right. the mom doesn't see them as so she thinks it's a little bit weird I don't know what to make of that we could talk about it I don't know if, like again we're we haven't gotten quite to this part of the plot summary yet but like I'm assuming there's some kind of a conspiracy here so like yes is she part of that? Is there something else going on? But I, that was a that was a weird little breadcrumb to drop. Yeah, and the girls also look. I mean, especially um, the friend. I'm I'm blanking on her name. Jada. They, yeah. they look. She looks older. She looks older than seventeen. That's what the mom said sure. too. Yep, that's a good call out. Yeah, the mom also mentioned that she seems older. And yeah. like again, why was she at this birthday dinner? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely agreed. I think she's. Um a part of something something's yeah. wrong with that yeah yeah um yes yeah, so Fuat's at his office and his this guy he keeps calling his bro I'm assuming that's like a friendship brother and yes. not a real brother yes, not his real brother yeah yes for those of you tuning in for the first time bro brother is a word that's thrown around a lot in Turkish so <laughs> don't take it literally um and but this guy is like oh I'm leaving work to go see a girl but he also acted really sketchy so mm -hmm. I don't know what was going on there um okay so let me get to this whole incident so this woman comes and she says she has to see Fuat Bey and that she needs him to work on her custody case for her children then and she acts like very you know much like a victim and then her angry husband shows up and shouts at him not to believe her that she's lying and that she's like a monster or something. And security has to take him away. And so then Fuat feels bad for her and agrees to take her case. We'll talk about this. I think they're both in on it, but we'll see. I agree um, with you. Something's wrong. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, Fuat calls Celine and is like, yo, I'm on my way to pick you up just stay there and Celine's like okay sounds good and she also is terrible at playing the piano if she's 17 she should be better at this also that actress is like my age I think so that's the other like LOL, <laughs> I mean it's but... fine if it's like an adult hobby you picked up but if you're playing yes. piano with a 17 year old I'm assuming you've been doing it since you were a small child you shouldn't be right. like that. 
But her her mom said that she hates it though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cuz explain it. Yeah, I mean I'm getting ahead of myself, but it happens later on the Yeah. Yeah. Um Okay, so then we're in the parking lot and of course nothing good ever happens in an underground parking lot. Just avoid them people. And we see Especially if you're in a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're in an ominous TV show. And um Island, who is the woman who has the custody case and her husband are having a very heated conversation. He grabs her. And so Fuat steps in and he um, like headbutts him and elbows him and they run to his car. And while uh, angry guy is on the ground, he says, you have a daughter too. So that's extremely ominous. Why should he know that? Not good. I also want to add like, the way that Floss was leaving his office implied that some time had passed between the original inside the office building incident and him like going to his car. Yes. But then yes. those two were just in the parking deck, like That's near his car, really having an altercation. Point. Yeah. So, so that was very strange to me. It felt um, like six hours later in terms yeah, of. Like, yeah. Because it was waiting. right when he got to the office, I think. No? In the morning, like the initial thing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 possibly. Like it definitely just felt like he had had a whole day or like part of a day between the two, and then yes. like, yeah. what are they doing down there anyway? Because she right. would have been escorted out the front door because his secretary took her. So yeah. anyway, that was funny. Yeah, and yeah. his computer was not working. And if your computer's not working and you're at the office and you 100% need your computer, then it's definitely in the morning. Because like, mm, why that's would you true. wait until the afternoon to get your computer fixed if it's yeah. Not working? yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't mention that, that his, what well, the computer that we saw being hacked, he thought was acting weirdly. So mm -hmm. it definitely was his. And it was then the same sinister IT guy, like yeah. trying to fix it when, uh, oh. when I didn't came in. Yeah. Okay. Fix okay. it, quote unquote. <laughs> and also his, um his office buddy, like his whole excuse to why he needs to leave in the middle of the day is because he has like some sort of date or like, date, rendezvous yeah. with like a he lady. has this woman that he's dating but <clears throat> that also seemed really suspicious because if he's this guy's partner like he's probably married I don't know no I think from their conversation it was like you got to get married I'm so yeah. excited to meet yeah. this lady yeah. yeah yeah but obviously he was going to execute a conspiracy obviously. Not to date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm pretty sure yeah. Um, okay, so then Fuat arrives at the piano teacher's house to pick up his daughter, calls her, her phone is off. That's never a good sign. Gen Z never turn their phones off. And so we don't talks... either. <laughs> <laughs> no, me neither. Me neither. <laughs> um, and he talks to the piano teacher and she says that um uh what's her name? Uh Celine was yeah, distracted all day or all time during the lesson and she ended up leaving early which is weird because she told him oh yeah dad i'll wait for you so something and I, weird and also satan when when we saw satan playing the piano badly she was getting that call from her dad that like he was on his way but the teacher said again like yeah getting a call again so she's got kind of calls. yeah uh... so yeah i don't I don't know what that's about but that seems important too that her very interesting again getting ahead of myself but I'm guessing she was told to leave by her father, quote unquote. So I don't think she is that dumb. 
but anyway seems like some phone nonsense going on too okay okay very interesting <laughs> yeah oh you think it was her father her father called her and told her to leave like someone acting as her father someone acting as yeah because they got into his macbook if they have an iphone you can initiate mm-hmm. an iMessage from a macbook for example yeah whoa good point tech whoa <laughs> um i also want to say that when uh, Fuat is giving Island a ride. He chats with Julia and he lies to her that there's not somebody else in the car, which was so mm-hmm. unnecessary and yeah. so sketchy. It's gonna come back and to bite him for sure. Oh, totally. For sure. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't you say that I've I've taken out a, like a domestic abuse case and I have a client here that I need right. to take to a safe place, like right? And end the story. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was weird. Yeah, uh, she doesn't seem like a specifically like jealous type or something someone no else. but she very reasonable but she's yeah understandably gonna be mad that she was lied to <laughs> yeah. well she was lied to several times several times amen yes because he calls her to find out if celine if she knows where celine is and um she doesn't and he also doesn't tell her that she's missing so mm-hmm. that was also a second lie to her um then he gets a call from the hospital and she's alive so i was shocked i thought i was sure at this point that she was dead mm-hmm. um, so you definitely didn't read the series um the little like blurb <laughs> no i went in blind um, <laughs> i did too and i also thought she was gonna die so no <laughs> the blurb spoils it for you so i was just waiting for the whole episode for that to happen which is also like a horrible way to oh that is yeah oof yeah Okay, so she's uh, been assaulted. We learned that she was raped. And Fuad absolutely flips the fuck out. He does a lot of wall beating, which seemed really unnecessary. Um, of him. Yeah. Julia shows up, and then they, like, hug and cry, and there's a sad music montage. Then but she's really mad at him. Yeah, it's... which she should be. <laughs> yeah. Um. Then he asks the police officer what street it happened on because he's going to go and like do some sleuthing or something unclear. <laughs> and... Criminal defense attorney. That's what he does. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> and so then he goes, he gets into his car, he turns on Google Maps and his phone has been hacked and this really creepy like binary code plus like emoji smiley face thing pops up and like the old walmart logo smiley face like yellow (laughs) yellow smiley face yeah it's like (laughs) extremely creepy um and the smiley face people say you don't have to go all the way there we took care of it um they have the man that raped his daughter and so they show not only do they show the guy handcuffed and um you know at their mercy they also show footage of him with her the daughter in his car which is really weird like why would he be driving her and it looked like a very like suburban slash place they were Mm -hmm. at so why she would have been there walking and then he drives her somewhere drives her back he he had her unconscious in the car like he was unloading her yeah so that was that was where she was found later like dumped on that random street yeah he dumped her when she was unconscious on the street okay Okay, gotcha. Okay, yes. So um, Fuat does a lot of banging the steering wheel. Again, he likes to bang things when he's mad. 
And then the smiley face people ask him, do you want us to punish him? You have 45 seconds to decide. So this is like the craziest, absolutely insane part of the episode. And he decides, so he sends them a smiley face, which means, yes, I want you to- But like him. with less than a second left, like he agonizes over it outside the car <laughs> in the rain. And when he like is doubting it, like about with about 15 seconds to go, they send him, they don't show us, thankfully, but it is heard like audio wise, her screaming. So I'm assuming yeah, right, that's her right. being raped that he watched or like part of it. Yeah. Um, so it's, I don't know. They they saw every they recorded everything, which implies they probably orchestrated. Everything. They probably they have to did have the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. Because if not, it wouldn't make sense why yeah. they would have, like why would they would have a camera in that secluded area? Right. Yeah, from uh, aerial camera. It was weird. Yeah. Yes. So he sends the smiley face, and then they shoot the guy in the head, and then he screams angstily, and that is the end of the episode. Now we're going to move on into our gossip slash banter slash spilling the non-existent tea section. Just following off of what we were what we were just talking about the like the the countdown and the killing. Yeah, I mean it was pretty obvious, but like I can understand why the character in his like extremely worked up state, also like in the rain screaming state, <laughs> how he would how he wouldn't see this, uh, but the shot the the short clip of the alleged perpetrator sobbing and begging for his life to like not be killed because he's got like kids and stuff that exact same footage or like part of it is right before when they actually kill him yes. it's like identical so that means he was already dead by the time like that video got oh sent oh my god eski you're a genius yeah so like there was never a choice the guy was already dead they're just trying to get thoughts like to owe them basically yeah yeah whoa that's so, crazy i did not pick up on that at all so he's it's just dumb on so many levels i mean i again i understand him being like super guilty about it and like frazzled and whatnot it's yeah. like a huge trauma but damn you're you're a lawyer you should not reply to like weird phone yeah. hacky <laughs> organizations i i don't think he connected in his head that like his phone was hacked and then yeah messages are coming into his office and yeah um but i do you think the daughter was like tricked into all of it because like i feel like maybe it could be one of those things where like you're a teen and like your friend is telling you to do something dumb and then you just do it because your friend is I, telling you. yeah. I think she's a real victim that's my theory right now i think she was truly beaten and raped not because like you know she's not acting like she was basically like i think she actually was but yeah. i think she left the piano lesson apartment because someone posing as her dad sent her a text that he was there and then as soon as she got out the door they they knocked her unconscious raped or before she was unconscious raped her filmed all of it and then yeah i don't even know if that like young dude in the car he may not have even actually raped her like the, he may have been 
Like I'm, I'm sh- I have no doubt that she was raped, but I don't know yeah. like if he had anything to do with it or yeah. if like he was again yeah. like a pawn. So yeah, I definitely do think that she was raped. My question is whether like she was lured to wherever they attacked her by like her friend rather. Oh. Than- yeah, that's okay. what I think is that it, it was her okay. friend. Her crime was like, I'm picking you up or whatever. Right. If she was agitated for the whole day, I feel like either she was like meeting some, like a guy or like a friend or someone who was like telling her some sort of thing that was like kind of convincing her to like go somewhere. I didn't think she was actually agitated. Isn't that what her dad said to Jada as like a pretense for asking her if they had talked? Oh, the distracted thing. The distracted thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but it could also be because yeah, the dad said that, and then I I'm I'm mixing up the two things because the teacher. But, but yeah, she was definitely getting a ton of phone calls, which I'm hoping we get. You know that that's not just like a random comment. There's like something to do with this whole conspiracy. I feel like that's a very teenage thing, no? Like to get a bunch of phone calls. I don't think the piano teacher would be that like like what's going on today kind of comment was what yeah, she made. True. So I don't think that's normal. True. I also was sketched out by the guy who came into the piano teacher's apartment. Oh, yeah, because he, like, looked when she was talking to the dad. Like, yeah. they didn't show yeah. us, like, his face, but, like, he was, like, a figure in the background, like, getting yeah. up and looking. Yeah, like, I couldn't tell if he was, like, the next student or was he, like, the piano teacher's partner or was he, like... No, he was, like, a kid. He was, he was a student. kid, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't mean they didn't, like, pay him to, like keep tabs yeah 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 but he was definitely a kid for sure yeah so like yeah the the bro at work is definitely in on it i agree with sammy that uh what was her name Aiden. the yes island the the his his new uh client case and then the her husband i think yeah there's definitely there were two everything about them seemed really staged yes um but yeah it's probably honestly it's probably like way bigger than the people we've met so far also i mean that weird like opening montage is that do we think that's like the guy sending the texts or is that because it looks like it's one person's living area but i feel like it's not one person doing all of this unless it's like some kind of a serial killer (laughs) with a large payroll um yeah i mean the question is like what is the motivation here like do they want him to take a case for them do they want him to just to ruin him like yeah yeah i don't know yeah definitely but then also he he, i mean they got him because he punched the other guy which is like already like a crime like beating Mm. up is a crime even if it's or like that's like you can like argue that away a little bit more because of like I was defending someone else, but yeah, the but the last button push was or smiley face sent was that's tougher less, to defend. Less explainable, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and does it have something to do with his like TV appearance and the that case that they were talking about? I don't know. Yeah, I I, I like the the pacing so far though it's i didn't feel like i I didn't feel like there was like a lot of 
what's the word I'm looking for? Like expository, not expository, but like some shows, for example, Shahmaran spend way too much time just like, let's set the scene and mm -hmm. oh, look at here and look at this nice landscape shot. Like this one was very much like, okay, this guy's a lawyer. He has this opinion that it's going to get turned on its head. <laughs> the episode and then yeah. uh x y and z happens and look they're sketchy people what's that about and yeah then, yeah yeah boom no it was really well done because it was like you have breakfast and dinner with his family there you go you've got you understand who he is you go to his yeah. office and then yeah. the conspiracy starts to unfold yeah yeah for sure and also um I initially thought that maybe that whole initial TV show appearance was like going to turn on him because like the gen somebody in the general public was going to like hate him for it and then attack him based on that, which I feel could still also be a thing. It was probably like brewing for longer than just that TV appearance because also he made a comment about like, I'm not going to do that again, which sounds like he isn't one who goes on TV a lot and like because the heat pissed that lady off so much and it was like a whole thing it, it itself made headlines he was like yeah i'm not doing that again um mm -hmm. so i think i mean i'm sure he's still high he's obviously still high profile but um i don't think like within the amount of time that from that airing to when the conspiracy starts i don't think someone would have like overnight decided they hate him <laughs> no this has clearly been in the works for a long time because well yeah. i don't know clearly but like we all suspect like everyone in his office, the woman and the guy who came to ask for his help, the girl's yeah. best friend, like I suspect yeah. all of them was being part of it. So that Yeah, because the girl's best friend has been in uh, has been in the picture for like three-ish months at least. Right. She's suspicious for sure. Yeah. A couple is suspicious, but it I don't know how that would tie into everything else that's going on. Yeah, they had to like delay him or distract him or something. Hmm. And he's going to immediately, actually not immediately because this guy was killed, but because of the, the guy making the daughter comment, I thought that maybe like he would follow that lead. But yeah. that was before the like last scene of this episode was when I thought that. But I don't know. I'm sure may may maybe that'll be another smiley face he's asked to send or not send is like killing that guy because <laughs> he's yeah. horrible i don't know i'm hoping that this show like unlike shahmaran like it doesn't have a he as heavy-handed exposition but i'm hoping that they do like start to fill in some of the blanks because it i don't know if you guys watch like pretty little liars where they're like building this person a for like however long <laughs> And then it's like a really unsatisfying answer because they just set up so many like possible stories. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like Gossip Girl, that was ridiculous. Oh yeah, I have a lot of hope for this show. Let's ho let's hope it doesn't um, let me down. Me too. I think it's going to be more about um, like him wrestling with his decisions and what they're trying to make him do, rather than like who is behind it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to move on into our history section, where we are going to be discussing women's rights in Turkey, as well as violence against women. Yeah, so I 
I guess I'll preface uh, the whole, uh, first of all, trigger warning, obviously, for, for we're going to talk about um, domestic abuse, violence, uh, sexual uh, violence and assault. Um, and we've already talked about it quite a bit, uh, alluded to it earlier, but this is more like the the statistical nitty gritty of it. Um, and I'm going to be referring to Human Rights Watch published a report slash interview with uh, okay, so it's it's two people from Human Rights Watch, Ber Birgit Schwartz interviewing Emma Sinclair Webb, and Emma Sinclair Webb is the Europe and Central Asia Division Associate Director at Human Rights Watch, and it's specifically, it's called How Turkey's Failure to Protect Women Can Cost Them Their Lives, and then they had some recommendations for how to prevent femicides, um, and then uh, there's a pretty detailed Wikipedia article called Domestic Violence in Turkey that also does a good kind of snapshot. And then I want to touch on the recent uh, presidential election in Turkey as well, because women's rights uh, and specifically Turkey uh, exiting the Istanbul Convention, um, which was adopted just, I think, in 2012, fairly recently, uh, it was the Co Council of Europe's convention to combat domestic violence and like several, almost every world government saying like, well, almost every, you, you can expect that some usual suspects did not sign that, but <laughs> for most mainstream countries signed this. Um, and it was called the Istanbul Convention because that's where it was signed. And Erdogan, uh, unfortunately, single-handedly, uh, unilaterally in 2021, decided that Turkey was gonna exit it. Um, just just to you know snap snap up some votes um which unfortunately seems to have worked um along with other other tactics that led to uh, we're recording this on May 20th just a few hours after the election results became official um giving him another 5 years in power unfortunately and i'm not going to hide any political opinions in this i'm not going to be neutral cuz fuck that you can't be neutral no, we're not neutral <laughs> we're um, not neutral here no pretty obvious yes um so anyway um the uh about women's rights in general in turkey so uh turkey um i i don't think it was right in 1923 let me just check turkey women right to vote here <laughs> i think it was like 19... i believe it was 26 26 okay so the republic of turkey was established in 1923 um one of atatürk's uh priorities um i mean he had a lot he had a lot to do after the ottoman empire collapsed and he formed a whole new country but one of his priorities was um women's suffrage and generally just empowering women to be educated and contributing members of society. So women got the right to vote in 1926, which I believe um, it definitely preceded like Switzerland by several decades because Switzerland women didn't have the right to vote to like the 70s, I want to say <laughs> something really embarrassing. Um, but also other European countries as well. I think women, um, like older women, like women over the age of 30, I think could vote, for example, in the UK, but not women over the age of 18, between the ages of 18 and 30. Um, Just to correct myself, it seems to be actually 1934, although some okay. um, local voting rights were given earlier. Okay, okay. So yeah, not, not immediate, but like fairly early. And, you know, women were photographed, you know, in co-ed groups and women were included in uh, decision-making and, and um, uh, kind of like large events and things of that nature and were like generally visible from very, very early in the uh, Republic's history in the 20s. Um, so that's where we kind of started a hundred years ago in this journey. Like women are 
more visible than they were in, in the Ottoman Empire, um, had, you know, quickly gained a lot of rights. And it, you look at photos from like the 20s and 30s and, you know, women look really, I mean, they look like they could be be women today, like the way they dress. It's very modern. It doesn't, and they could be women in Europe or the US today, actually. Like they look very kind of quote unquote Western um, in those photos. And that's just an anecdotal observation for me. It's not nothing scientific. Um, now today, unfortunately, we've regressed um, at least a century, if not more, um, with how the picture looks. Women obviously can vote and study and get jobs legally, but in a lot of parts of Turkey, especially rural communities um, where there's fewer um, opportunities for women to kind of strike out of the house independently, it's extremely patriarchal. Child marriages are unfortunately still quite common. Actually, in the fall of um, 2022 or fall or summer of 2022, there was a huge national scandal about a woman who is now, I want to say, in her uh, and her identity, of course, isn't known. She she remained anonymous, but she's now, I think, in her mid 20s. Um, but she uh, recounted her story of being married off at the age of six and then having a child a few years later um, oh when she was God. still a child. And she was married off into basically a, an Islamic cult. Um, and, and unfortunately, cults have, we call them cults. They're not like, you know, Scientology type of cults. They're, they're, Islamic, but they're quite um, orthodox and uh, extreme in their um, adherence to the written uh, written word of the Quran in, in ways that don't, in my opinion, make any sense in this day and age. Um, so that includes, you know, uh, multiple wives potentially or women being forcibly married off at the very least. So she, unfortunately, her family was part of, uh, 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 they adhered to the practices of one such cult um, and she was married off as a child and, and only just recently escaped and was able to get enough therapy over the last few years to, to feel like she could tell her story again anonymously. So she wasn't putting her own life at risk because she's very much like on the run from her family. So that was just one super salient recent example of that. Um, but the more common account that we hear in the news is such and such woman uh, got a divorce from her abusive husband and then she was murdered or she was murdered and he committed suicide or he killed all their children and her and committed suicide. Um, or he didn't commit suicide. He got arrested and then, Oh, it's been two years. Now he's out on the streets again. There was one, uh, man, I want to say he went, he battered his wife, got it, went to prison, which was honestly surprising that he went to prison. Not surprisingly, he was released and then he murdered her when he was released. So I don't remember all the names. There's there's more than I can list anyway. Um, this Human Rights Watch article lists some of the more recent cases. Um, Gülü Yılmaz, Ayşe Tuba Arslan, who's, that was in 2020. I think that was a huge, uh, that was in the news for for weeks. Müzeyen Boydu, Peda Karaduman, Remziye Yoldaş, those are just some, you know, within the last three to four years, some really high profile cases. Um, but uh, the, this Human Rights Watch report notes that um, around 40%, 30 to 40% of Turkish women report experiencing some kind 
of uh, domestic abuse in their lifetimes. Um, and that can obviously take a lot of forms, psychological, physical, et cetera. Um, and that, yeah, so that's, that's horrifying. There's hundreds of femicides every year. And the police uh, very, very, excuse me, frequently admit to underestimating the danger that the man posed, which is ridiculous when you see this much of it happening to, to still be in the position of underestimating. And now, how does this connect to the recent election cycle? One, as I mentioned, the Istanbul Convention, Turkey is no longer part of the convention that it hosted the signing of um, over a decade ago. Um, this was protested in the streets um, very, very massively. Again, like women led, but I mean, nobody didn't register a blip on the radar for the government. They didn't care. They have, I mean, members of the um, ruling uh, Justice and Development AKP party have directly said that they don't think like a woman's word should be taken um, more seriously than a man's. It, it doesn't carry as much weight. Um, and then the, I would say the most horrific recent development, which is why this election that just unfortunately um, resulted in Erdogan and his way of ruling uh, continuing for at least another five years is that he formed within his coalition, he admitted a, a party called Hudapar, which um, is Hezbollah. It, it is not, I'm not like exaggerating or saying like, it's like Hezbollah, like it is literally Hezbollah. The guy in charge of it is one of the attorneys for Hezbollah. Um, and Hezbollah is a um, Islamist, um, primarily Kurdish in terms of like ethnic composition, but it's an Islamist uh, party that started, or excuse me, or Islamist terrorist organization that started in Lebanon, it's also a political party that makes up a good chunk, I forget what percentage, but it's a significant chunk of Lebanese parliament as well. So it's very much a political force there. It's supported by um, state, state sponsor-wise, Iran backs it. They look to the Ayatollah as their spiritual leader. Um, and in the uh, 90s and 2000s in Turkey, uh, Hezbollah was very much in the news for uh, kidnapping and torturing and murdering journalists, as well as uh, one uh, woman who was um, and is a Muslim, a devout Muslim, but also a feminist who was outspoken in um, demanding that you know women ha have rights; they don't you know get forcibly married off, no child marriages, no uh, multiple you know multiple wives to a man. And also some more quote unquote radical things like men and women should be allowed to pray side by side, like women shouldn't be relegated in the mosque to a separate section, things like that, which I think that last one, especially also like in general, like a woman making any demands really angered Hezbollah and they uh, kidnapped her. She was 38. They kidnapped her. They tortured her for like 40 days. Um, and she was found dead in, I think, like a warehouse. Um, her name was Konja Kurish. Um, and so it was like a very, uh, there was like, I mean, I wouldn't recommend looking into it, but there were like graphic images to come out of like where she was held and tortured. And it was very, uh, and this was in 1999 when she was killed and after being tortured. So Hezbollah is like very much like, Turkey is a, like a declare like Turkey views it up until I guess this election cycle viewed it as a terrorist organization. There's a history of uh, there being Turkish victims uh, of Hezbollah terrorism, 
uh, but this party Hudapar that has has said they're related with Hezbollah has said that they don't view Hezbollah as a terrorist organization organization and then that Erdogan went on the record saying he doesn't view Hezbollah as a terrorist organization um, or he doesn't view Hudapar as having anything to do with them which is ridiculous because the guy in charge of the party was like yeah that's us <laughs> so anyway after all of that um, they were part of the coalition that got Erdogan elected um, and I, I would I'm not I don't think it's inaccurate to say that a good chunk of his platform was to appeal to men who don't think women should have rights and that crime should should go unpunished um, against women. So yeah, there's now four members of Turkish parliament from this party, Hudapar, um, not to mention all the uh, insert adjective here, men um, in the AKP uh, who also have similar views. Um, so it's a really dark time for women in Turkey, especially young women. Hudapar was making statements in this last week of the election cycle saying that, you know, women who are uh, without, uh, they use the word sahipsis, which means women without owners, um, should, they need to take care of that because women should not be left without um, someone to own them. And so, of course, the the chant at rallies in favor of the opposition was that women aren't dogs that need to be, <laughs> need to be homed <laughs> with some, with a man. But that, you know, they're, clearly trying to get into like single women who earn an income who work or who received um if, if they're widowed or something if they received an inheritance like they that shouldn't be theirs there should be a man on top you know on top of that situation um taking control so it's really really scary um and then how this connects to our show is that i i i've I fear that more such incidents, like of course, Bangri is like a, sh a fiction and probably there's some insane conspiracy going on, but strip out the conspiracy and the fiction, like a young woman at night on the street alone could absolutely be sexually assaulted or assaulted in another way, or she could be married and that could happen at home, which is uh, how most reported cases go down. Um, and I think it's very realistic for the family to feel the way that Fawad felt like to be beating the walls and, and absolutely losing his mind because he knows he's very aware of the justice system and that probably nothing's going to happen even if the perpetrator is found. Um, so that's what makes the whole like phone thing a little bit more plausible in my opinion because like why would you do that if you feel like you could just tell the cops hey I got this weird phone thing there's something else going on here someone got murdered when you but if if you feel like the cops aren't going to do anything i mean maybe it's your maybe you need to do something so um i think that's you know within the context of like everything i just described his choice makes a little bit more sense um and yeah i i i don't even if there weren't like a massive conspiracy behind this i don't i wouldn't have i wouldn't have faith that you know random incident like that by an unknown perpetrator would be investigated properly and solved. Um, now it is a very privileged family, so that might be different, but maybe, you know, his, his muscle and his money might make more things happen than for your typical victim. But um, yeah, in general, I think, I think that was a very, I, I, I feel kind of ambivalent about using sexual assault as a plot driver or plot mm -hmm. point. I, I usually don't like it. Not that I like it here, but 
it's not really something you can like, but um, I do think that it draws attention to the fact that this is like an almost universal experience. Like everyone knows someone or has heard of someone in their sphere who has undergone, has endured something like this and how like, it's also equally universal that people feel like, oh, what are, what are the authorities gonna do? Um, so I think it's, I don't know if the viewers can extrapolate what they view to like, this is actually the situation in Turkey. Um, but, so that's why I wanted to like touch on this topic in this segment because it is pretty universal and it's, it's horrifying to say that. So, and I don't have a lot of faith, unfortunately, that it's gonna get any better uh, recent, in the coming years. But anyway, that's that's my rant. <laughs> and I think it's also important to note that those sorts of things, like saying that women should have an owner and like all those that sort of discourse, like just feeds into and strengthens like like all all those physical repercussions that end up yes. happening. Like, I mean, I think femicide is is a huge issue in a lot of places of the world. Latin America is another huge huge area. Um, and there was actually a femicide in like on Mother's Day in this in like a really big well-known mall where like a man went and killed his partner because he didn't want her to leave him because she actually had left him and what the and it's it's crazy because the mayor she's a woman but her response was like um this was an isolated incident etc and, and a lot of the like feminist collectives and groups came out to say like this isn't an, an isolated incident you know like gender-based mm -hmm. violence is a systemic issue and it feeds from all of this discourse that we have and um, you know, everything that we learn both like directly and indirectly at home yep. and school and, and in different places. So I think absolutely I think it's so relevant that and and sad that the discourse openly is like women need a man to like lead them and guide them in these different mm -hmm. tasks because that just takes away their agency and makes it so you know, and a, a man can think that he can do whatever he wants with a woman just because she's a kind of an object rather than a human being. Yep. Yep. It's all, it's all different facets of, yeah, rape, assault culture. Yeah. And, and what do you meant? I remember we had this conversation when we lived in Turkey, I think that like, um, it didn't, and I think this happens in a lot of countries around the world. It didn't used to be considered, um, a felony if you raped your wife, cause like mm -hmm. you're married to her. So why would that be rape? Like mm -hmm. basically just getting married means you consent to having sex with that person whenever the other person wants, according yeah. to not having the law, which is, obviously not true and and horrible that you don't have the tools because like probably that type of violence from your partner is much harder to get away from than from like a stranger in a certain way yep and was there even consent in some of these cases when the marriage was yeah you know being put on paper like the child marriage example i gave or even adults getting forced into it it's very common mm -hmm. it's it's quite disheartening in general globally. Yes, yes, absolutely. And now we're still talking about it being so common in so many places. True. I mean, even yeah, there's so much. Like just in U.S. college campuses was something mm -hmm. that really shook me when I when I was in college. Yeah. Um, Maybe we can put some um, organizations in the episode notes that people can look into. Yeah. That are trying to combat this in Turkey. Yeah. That'd yeah. Great. I will look into some now. Great. Well, thank you. That was uh, 
very educational, if not exactly pleasant to hear, definitely mm -hmm. necessary to talk about. So now we are going to move on into our favorite and final section, which is what the fuck, Sultan of Success, and Fatima's hit list. So what the fucks really wasn't very like funny show in that way. I feel it was yeah. very um, put together. I, I have one, which was um, Fuad's outfits because he's wearing like a suit to work, but then at work, he's not wearing a suit. And then... For the dinner, he's wearing something really casual, but everyone else is really dressed up. Like, I feel like his outfits don't match the scenes that he's in. It's weird. That's really mm. funny. I didn't notice that. And then I guess the other what the fuck would be how they have all that footage and like all that information regarding the crime. Seems to me like it has to be a setup. Like, there's no other way they would have so much knowledge about what happened. Yeah. And not only the knowledge, like, taping photos etc yeah yeah um i have what the fuck to fuat's uh aggro male rage of like banging things <laughs> banging the wall banging the steering wheel a lot of banging um which like i understand he's upset but come on and uh and also the poor water cooler like what a waste you really had to break that and then walk away um I will say that those things are kind of unstable. Like you just kind of put it back on. So it's like, I don't think it's like permanently broken, but it was pretty disrespectful for him to just like knock it over. <laughs> it was. Um, and then like a bigger, a uh, more serious what the fuck that is related is, you know, um, portraying uh, assaults on women via a male gaze or like a male mm. reaction, like, we care because yes. Fuad is upset, not because of what mm -hmm. happened to Celine and how she feels about it. So yes, so, that's a good call out. I and, and definitely that's how the show works, but just just the wife's reaction, like the wife's reaction is to go and like be with the girl and like hug mm -hmm. her and everything. Mm -hmm. And his reaction is to cry and hit, like she's barely awake, but she's like, Dad, Dad. And then the police is like, You have to come now. And he's like, he goes rather than being like this is my daughter just called this so we just with her and like whatever police like I don't care this isn't what I'm worried about right now like that yeah. shouldn't be his concern like let me find out all the details of the case like, right let me go to the street mm -hmm. rather than daughter. comforting her and asking what she wants yeah 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 I don't think they're trying to I was gonna say I don't think they're trying to like set him up as like that behavior as being heroic in my yeah. opinion like I think there that's like I mean there's other probably breadcrumbs too but like this is a flawed character like this yeah. is not yeah. the right way yes. to approach this clearly yeah. um so like yeah him like banging the wall and stuff I think that shows how he was like very much set up already to not be rational based on that reaction and then like yeah his he's just looking for something to lash out at versus like Again, like you were, you were all, you were both saying, like comforting his traumatized, injured daughter. Um, so, so, yeah, I think this is just like he will make further bad decisions <laughs> yes. based on what we've seen. <laughs> but yeah, the, I, I do, 
I do wish they had I don't know like I'm not like trying to see the you know Satan in a very much victimized and battered state more on camera necessarily but it would have been it would have been maybe better to get some of the mom's like dialogue instead of the like silent like Mm. freak out Mm -hmm. montage like I don't know to maybe reduce that male gaze thing more but I don't know clearly the main character is a dude so there's gonna be a lot of male gaze (laughs) yes and it's not about what happened to his daughter it's about how it's gonna affect him yeah yeah but yeah I do agree that stuff like this makes it feels like it's only a priority when it's like oh it was my daughter or my wife like not like oh a a human just got assaulted (laughs) but it's also like a typical trope from like sexual violence or like gender-based violence in general where like yes you know when you go out to a bar and someone hits on you aggressively and you're like no I'm not interested and they just don't care but if you say like I have a boyfriend or my boyfriend's on the way or whatever then that's a deterrent like I feel like that is all tied into like a woman's value is like as much as a woman being owned yes a man yeah yeah yep okay who is our sultan of success oof Pretty sure it's smiley face. Yeah. Or the partner from the office because he successfully hacked the computer. Yeah. Yeah. He's. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he is smiley face. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah. My, my current running theory is that he's not smiley face. He's also a pawn, maybe a higher level pawn. But yeah. Mm. I don't know. We're a decoy, like we're gonna be made to think for like four episodes that he's yeah, for right, sure. right, <laughs> right. Do you guys think that Smiley Face is somebody we met in the first episode, or do you think that everybody's just working for that person? I don't think we've met them yet. Yeah, that's where I'm leaning to, but I'm ready to be. I'm ready to be floored if we already have met them. What if it's like I'll be really mad if it's like I did, like it was like a woman that orchestrated or yes oh god that would right? be that would be really dark yeah i don't yeah. want that i wanted to be some creepy dude yeah yeah <laughs> or like uh, power hungry creepy dude i don't know yeah what somebody that like wants him to take his brother's case as a yeah or something yeah something like that yeah okay who is on fatma's hit list by the face yeah for sure yeah, for sure. And also, pull up for lying to his wife about their daughter being missing. That is not okay. Yeah, that was very yeah. Okay. Was, no, <laughs> all the lies were bad. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you all so much for listening. We are so excited to find out what happens next in the show. Um, congratulations to our Sultan of Success Smiley Face Collective slash the lawyer partner guy who was hacking the computer watch out to smiley face and also to Fuat. please stop lying to your wife about your daughter's safety and next time we'll be talking about episode two thank you all so much for listening